Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Friday, November the 11th, 2022. My name is Stephen Cornegay, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, steadfast, which means firm in belief or loyal to a cause steadfast i hope everyone is enjoying their friday end of the work week is here just is it just is uh weather well wow 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 weather's not looking too well uh up and down this eastern seaboard uh hurricane nicole she made landfall landfall in florida and she has moved up this eastern seaboard uh dumping rain heavy winds and tornado watches and warnings man but uh, down in Florida, wow, just wow. Along that Orlando area, uh, beach erosion, those homes that were sitting on that coastline or near that beach where they would one time have 100 yards before they hit the beach, it is gone. Uh, houses, backs of houses, decks, pools, whole houses are gone. Just are. Beach erosion. Man, um, they, they look like they're hanging on cliffs. Literally. They are. They just are. So, Nicole, uh, unusual for a hurricane to come ashore in November. Uh, as I told you guys uh, earlier in the week, we've been having some strange weather here as of late in November. November is not reserved for uh, hurricanes, but more or less is reserved for cool, cold, maybe even snow in some parts of this country type of weather. But uh, yeah, Hurricane Nicole, she came aboard, came ashore, and she has uh, she's doing what she's doing. Uh, earlier this morning here in, in North Carolina, we got the rain, the thunderstorms in certain parts of the state, and now they, of course, you know, they're saying later on we're going to be under those tornado tornado warnings and watches. So man, just uh, keep an eye on your loved ones, uh, protect yourself, keep your eyes to the sky. You might say, man, like I said, uh, this is odd. For November, just is, just is. And I'll be talking to you guys more about that tomorrow because I will be coming back to do another podcast. And um, we'll get into it then, just will. Uh, Let's move along here to some uh, Thursday night football. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Uh, The now three and seven Carolina Panthers defeated the now four and six Atlanta Falcons 25 to 15. Why, what in... The entire world was that. The Carolina Panthers won. The Panthers haven't had a good season. They let, uh, you know, several players go, and and they're already started talking about rebuilding, but they got them a win last night. Uh, I guess this was their Super Bowl. (laughs) Just was. Just was. 25-15 over the Falcons. All right. How about that? How about that? Uh, Let's talk about some NBA. And I get more in depth with this tomorrow because this episode here, of course, you know, like I told you, this is uh, the 11th of November, Veterans Day, and, and we'll get back to the regularly scheduled program topics tomorrow. But I had to stop and, and take a little uh, time out to acknowledge my Los Angeles Lakers, who are still <laughs> sitting at two wins for this season thus far. They lost to the Clippers on Wednesday. Wow. Just wow. They are two and nine. 
why what in the world is going on with the Lakers? No one knows. No one knows. That win streak is it's all about, but uh, they can't get, they can't muster. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say about them. I can't call it. I, I, I just can't. I just can't. They're two and nine. Wow. Haven't heard that. or have to say that in a while. It has indeed been a long time, man. Just wow. Just wow. All right. Let's go get it. Uh, like I said, today is November the 11th, Veterans Day. And as you all know, I hey, I always give a, a dedicate a, a whole episode to Veterans Day, myself being a former uh, a vet or, or a vet, you might say not former, but a, a former uh, Navy sailor. And today is Veterans Day. And hey, just like everyone else here in the United States, I just want to take time out to acknowledge uh, the veterans, those who have served. They sacrificed so much to um, ensure a continuation of our way of life, our freedom. Uh, oftentimes, you know, with the, these midterms, uh, we hear that uh, a democracy is under attack and our freedoms are under attack. And I'll get back with you guys tomorrow also about those midterm results because it didn't turn out like many of us predicted. I know it sure as hell didn't turn out like I predicted, man. That red wave. Wow. What happened? <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Back to the, back to the topic, back to the topic before I fly off into a tantrum and uh, a rate, irate, some irate uh, bumblings and rumblings. Let's, let's get back on topic here. Today is of course, Veterans Day. Got to take time out to acknowledge those who have served that sacrifice so much. Um, Words can express uh, when I served from 1992 to 1996, uh, I can't compare to uh, that to what these uh, active duty military personnel are going through now, you know, with, with the end of the Afghan 30 year war. And now we have all that that's going on in Russia and Ukraine. We have North Korea doing what they do. Uh, with their provocations, I, I, I can't compare because, hey, from 1992 to 96, I guess you could call it peace times. And it was. Uh, the only rumblings that I was involved in was uh, the Haitian ops. That's when the Haitians were coming across, trying to make way to the United States, trying to make way to Florida. And also uh, that that went on in the Adriatic Sea uh, in Bosnia if that makes it any sense to you guys, if that rings a bell to you, you know, back there in 94 or 95, when, when uh, U.S. ships were pretty much uh, sitting in that, that area of, of the sea, the Adriatic Sea, trying to see what was going on. Uh, we had some, you know, that there was uh, 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 some seals or whatever, what have you. They got into a little conflict. So we had to go and pick them up, scoop them up. That was the only major conflicts I got into. And even that was, uh, uh, it was more or less of a, a what if, a what could happen type of thing, if I could say that, because uh, at that point in time, when we entered that Adriatic Sea, they had us on heightened alert because there was fear that there may be water mines. I can remember going to general quarters many a time. Now, general quarters is a course where everyone mans their battle stations on board of ship, not just your battle stations, but you man your stations in case uh, there's a direct hit to the ship where you have to put out a fire or shore some things up. There may be a big hole in the ship. So, yeah, 
that was the only conflict I can I can remember getting into. And, and hey, at, at, at that young of age, uh, somewhere in the 20s, early 20s, yeah, it was cause for a heightened alert, you might say. But in comparison to those uh, military personnel that, like I said, got, are just getting out of that Afghan war, 30-year war, and, and those that are serving now with what's going on with Russia and Ukraine and North Korea, the, I mean, hey, it's, it's just a, a, a time of uncertainty and unease in the world. It just is. So now we know with those um, troops returning from Afghanistan, especially um, not just their physical health, but their mental health, health is uh, front and center. That that's it just is the mental health of those returning from this 30 year war or those that are still serving is paramount. It just has to be. You you got to keep a close eye on those military personnel, because like I've said so many times, you and I as civilians, we could never understand what these people have gone through. And, And when I say these people, I mean the men and women either. Men and women also. It's not just confined to the men, because there were some. There are some women that served also. And and if I could take the time out, I, I'm I'm so thankful and blessed to have served with some great men and women when I was in. But yet now, mental health is front and center for veterans or, or those active duty personnel and veterans, because as you know, a lot of them they may be in, uh, coming up or have came up on the end of their enlistment and they're getting out or gotten out. And we've got to have these services available for them. Uh, also, with, with the mental health of, of, of those that have served or are serving, we also got to have mental health for their family members, their spouses, their kids. Uh, this quite possibly could be something that we here in the United States have never even thought of until now. So, yeah, we it encompasses so much with mental health as it relates to veterans and service members. Uh, I'm not going to regale you with a whole lot of numbers. There's no need for that. Uh, If you're under the sound of my voice and you know someone that has served or is serving, or maybe you're serving, you know that's paramount. It just is. Um, If you can imagine serving during this 30-year war in Afghanistan, the things they went through on a day-to-day basis, uh, the attacks, uh, the, the the constant reminder that you're sitting in a war zone and, and you're trying to, to embrace, not embrace, but you're trying to come to terms with that. And at the same time, you're saying to yourself, man, I wish I was home. Uh, and you're not, you can't get there until you're finished with your service, until you're finished dealing with what's in front of you. It takes a strong-willed person to deal with that. It just does. Uh, Like I said, you and I can never, never, ever, even though I served, like I said, I served in peace times. Uh, All of this wasn't going on. Uh, May have been the prelude to what was coming. But we, I I can never imagine what these men and women have gone through or maybe going through. So that's the reason why mental mental health is, is paramount. Uh, you got to get these service men and women, these ver- uh, veterans through it. And the only way we're going to do it is a, a lot of time, money, space, however you want to word it, to mental health. It, it, there's no way around it. 
This just has to happen. Just does. Uh, like I said, you know, coming out of these mid midterms, there was a lot of talk about, you know, the economy, how it's going, uh, the, the democracy under attack, abortion, the crime rate. But one thing that I didn't hear me personally, I mean, there may have been one or two that I heard somewhat, somehow they, they, they mumbled about it, but there, there's never been a wholehearted effort, no more than just political stomping to deal with veterans and those returning from wars or, or those uh, military active duty personnel that are still serving. There's never been a big talk, a big round table discussion about funding that. But yet every time there's a conflict somewhere in the world, you got to call them up and they got to react just like that. That's, that's just the, you know, in the Navy, they used to say, uh, uh, choose your rate, choose your fate. Well, if you're in the military, you don't have the option of bowing out or saying, nah, I'll, I'll sit this one out. I'll, I'll return later. If you Once you sign your name on that dotted line, that's it. You're all in. No matter what, wherever they tell you to go, you go. Whatever they tell you to do, you do. And, and, and truthfully, honestly, I've got to say it, and I know many of you have said it, um, the United States government, uh, for some reason, doesn't see the need or push, if I could say that, to speak on veterans, on active duty military personnel, male and female, that are serving or have served. They don't see the push. They don't see the need to talk about it. They certainly don't need to the, 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 the fund these needs and wants for those veterans and military personnel. They'll allocate money for weapons. But the welfare and, and well-being, mental and physical, it goes by the wayside. There's not a lot of time and money put into that. But there's a lot of time and money put into those uh those weapons, hey, it just is. And like I said, with those midterms, I, I personally only heard about one or two hopefuls talk about the veterans. And that may have just been some political talking. It turns out, hey, it, it just is. That's just the nature of the beast that we are where we are in this country. And it's always been like that. There wasn't a lot of, there hasn't been a lot of talk uh, about veterans' mental health up until now. I think now it's getting the attention and recognition that it needs because, you know, like I reported uh, several, several podcasts ago about the suicide rate in the military and the drug use, that's up. These military personnel are returning from a all-out war. All-out war. And yeah, their, their mental is off. Could you dispute it? No. I don't think anyone uh, with any bit of common sense and dignity could dispute the fact that, yeah, the mental health of those that have served and are serving is off. Like I told you about those suicide rates and, and that drug use and and, and the, the, the thing of, you know, the drug use. And one thing that's, that, that kind of uh, shook me a little bit because there have been drug overdoses on military basis. So there's drug use on base. There's drug use, there's drug dealing, um, just like in civilian life. So that matter has to be tackled and dealt with also. And it's, it is, it is. I think um, maybe we've came a, a, a whole 
ways from where we once were. Like I said before, to, uh, thinking about military life and those that serve and have served, it's always been kind of hush hush. They're fine. The military will take care of the military. Well, it doesn't look like the military can take care of the military now. Looks like they've trampled onto or have slid into the civilian life of sorts, if I could say that, with the suicide rates, with the drug use and drug abuse and overdoses. So they no longer can turn a blind eye or, or say, hey, hey, we got it all under control. We'll take care of it. Now those high ranking military officials are asking for help. They need help. They realize they can't tackle this by themselves. It is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. Um, I, I hate to keep harping in on it, but I got them. We got to not only check in, but stay with those that have served and are serving. We, we have to address also, because like I said, with those military uh, deaths and suicides and drug use on military installations, these guys aren't uh, uh, getting out. They're still serving. They just are, and they have drug habits. They have drug abuse habits because their mental health is off. Young. These are young men and women, just like I was uh, several years, 30 some odd years ago, fresh out of high school. Unlike them, they're fresh out of high school, 18, 19 years old, and they have been in uh, extreme conflict, straight out war. I I can't imagine. You know, uh, like the example I used, I can't imagine you and and someone you've been through all the training with fresh out of high school, boot camp, A school, you know, A school for us in the the Navy. uh, You may call it something else in different branches of the military. That's pretty much where you get your training for your job. And you and this person, you've grown thick as thieves. And and yeah, you're out in the field. Yeah, you're out in the middle of a world, a, a, a war. And maybe when you have some downtime, you and that person are sitting there talking and yucking it up, doing what you do, talking about home. And then all of a sudden, just like that, they're gone. They've literally been blown to bits right in front of you. I've I've talked to a, a, a couple of people like that. And all I could do was, was, was just thank the good Lord that I wasn't in that situation and pray for it. Um, in addition to to the funding and the, the ready resources for these men and women that have served, uh, pray for prayer answers and cures all. It just does. Uh, I'm a strong believer in that. That's my faith. I, I'll never uh, stray away from that prayer. And, and and truthfully, that's what got me through the military. I can remember. Uh, <laughs> Like most, when, when, you, when you're young and you're, it's your first time away from home, I can remember me calling home with the whinies. Oh, mama, mama, mama. They ain't treating me right. They're talking to me any kind of way. Well, you know, hey, uh, maybe there was still that young naivete in my mind and in my spirit, like many of us who served. And she told me, she said, hey, uh, there's nothing I can do for you, son. You signed your name on that dotted line voluntarily. The best advice I can give you is to pray. And that was the best advice I got. No need to buck up. Suck it up. 
pray. And that got me through. Just did. So that's why I say uh, not only is, is funding and resources needed, but uh, prayer also. You know, uh, I, I'm often uh, surprised and bewildered at the amount of people that don't know how to pray. Uh, I don't I don't personally I don't think there's a, a, a standard or, or whatever or what have you to prayer. I don't think there's one way to pray. Prayer is between you and your maker. It just is. So I had to learn that. And like I said, that got me through. It just did. So, yeah, getting back on topic. Uh, there's a serious problem in, in this country with uh, uh, those these veterans, this Veterans Day. Yeah, it's a time of acknowledgement and, and, and reflection and thanking those that have served. But there also needs to be a, a high degree of understanding those that have served and those that are serving. You, 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 you got to understand and you got to know and you got to acknowledge. Like I said, the military no longer can say, well, we'll handle it. It's our problem. It ain't just your problem. Because a lot of those guys, those men and women that have returned from this Afghan 30-year war that have gotten out, now they're in civilian life. And I don't want to say we have to deal with them, but we got to acknowledge that they're here. It's happened before with the Vietnam War. It's happened before with the Korean War. It's happened before with World War One and Two, that when those returned and got out, they 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 made their way into civilian life, and us as civilians, we had to deal with them. It, 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 that transferring from military life to civilian life, man, it's a huge jump. And, and like I said, even though I I was in, and and there wasn't any strong military conflict. Like like those uh, before mentioned wars, for me it, it it was a huge jump and a huge adjustment from military life to civilian life. It just is totally different lifestyle. You may be saying military life is more structured and and geared toward you ad adhering to rules and regulations. Yes, it is. And civilian life appears to be uh, you can just do what you want to when you want to, where you want to, how you want to. Yeah, it is to a degree. To an extent. But if I could say uh, one of the hardest things for me when I got out was trying to adjust to military life. Uh, no longer did, did I have to be up at a certain time. No longer was I held to the uh, ta uh, completing a task or else it was pretty much uh, do what you know you're supposed to do. It, it was a hard adjustment, but then again, it wasn't because it, it kind of, sort of, went side by side with military life, just didn't have anyone standing over me or harping on me, telling me what to do and how to do it. I had to do it on my own. That's an adjustment, especially if you went in at 18 years of age and you've had that for four years. Or for me, it was four years, or however long many uh, chose to stay in. That uh, transition from military to civilian life, it could be a strain on your mental also. So, you know, the military has always provided those services for that, for those transitioning from military to civilian life. Now, in addition to uh, having those resources available for those transitioning from military to civilian life, now you got to include some mental health in there also. Got to have some mental health help. You just do. Uh, there's no way around it. A lot of these servicemen and women, there's a battle going on inside their mind that it has to be addressed. 
got to put that money there, that funding and those resources. Got to train the right personnel because one of the things that came out with those uh, suicide rates and those drug use and drug abuse and drug deals on, on base here in Fayetteville at Fort Bragg, one of the things one of the leading commanders came out and said is now we have to train our personnel to deal with this. So steps are being made. And it has to. It just has to. There's, there's no way around it. There, there just isn't. Um, we can't ignore it. And, and we shouldn't ignore it. We see it. And if you're deal, if you are dealing or have dealt with dealt with someone that has served that may be having a men- mental health problems, you know old all too well. You know firsthand what it is. And it could it could drain your family and friends. It hurts them to see you going through this. And they're saying there's nothing. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to do. There are many resources that are available. And I'll be putting that that in the description box, uh, certain links to help those that have served uh, in the military with with this, uh, their, their problems, whether it be suicide or drug use or abuse. I just will. I'll be, I'll be putting that in the uh, description box. Uh, there may be someone out there that needs that. Um, and I'm hoping that it helps because we certainly need to have those resources readily available. We need to know where, where they are and what they are to help those. Yeah, it, it could be a terrible, terrible strain on family members for those that are returning or those that have gotten out of the, mil- uh, the, the military. It, it just it just can't. It just can't. Ah, I'm going to get out of here. If I could say anything on this Veterans Day, not only acknowledge those that have served by saying thank you for your service. That seems to be the new mantra now. Whenever someone tells you they served in the military, you shake their hand and you say, hey, thank you for your service. Yeah, that is important that you acknowledge and thank them for their service. But ask them how they're doing. Find out how their mental health is. Take the time. Just to, just to, they're back in the civilian world, or maybe they're still, they're still serving. But if they're back in the civilian world and they're out here and they have a feeling in their mind that no one understands, no one cares, there's nothing readily available for me to, to take and, and, and talk to someone or someone acknowledge and understand what I'm going through, they could slip off into a, a, a deep, deep depression and withdrawal. So not only check in, stay with your peeps. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast. Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And wherever you are streaming or listening, hit that like and subscribe button so you can get notified when I drop these podcasts. Keep you in the loop. And also, I am now on YouTube. I'll be putting that link also in the description box as well. My name is Stephen Carnegie. Thank you for listening. This is Just a Thought. Amen.